welcome back to the Tea and a Buddy podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Erica. And today's episode, continuing with our Halloween-y theme. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. This is our Halloween series. (laughs) You have to listen to these at Halloween. What what other haunted or like scary sounds would you put in there since since we did the woo last time? Quack. <laughs> I don't know how quack. scary that is. Maybe someone out there has a fear of dogs. But... Maybe. And they're just a little quack. <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Quack, quack. But yes. These are selection this from the National as... Trust. Oh, sorry. Hopefully this won't be as kind of like depressing as the previous The last one was pretty episodes. depressing. We were talking about Britain's n- most notorious killers. Yes. And it was very depressing. Yes. Yeah. It was terrible. But this one promises to be fun for all of you who are into ghosts. Yeah. And things. And yeah. haunted stuff. Because be this wa- is the haunted houses episode. Yeah. Haunted Britain's houses. most haunted places. Haunted places, yeah. There must be a and lot of And we've got people. a couple from the National Trust uh, who have kindly allowed us to use their website to look at them. <laughs> there must be a lot of people interested in um, hauntings and ghosts and all that oh, kind of stuff. Oh, hugely. Because those ghost hunting shows. They are so popular. Yeah, they're really popular. So popular. Apparently, apparently Britain's got their own, too, because I've seen British Most people- haunted- is that a British I one? That was, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and there's hosts of it. Just there like used to be um, and... De- the one with Derek Akira. Uh, he died recently, I think. But the, there's a famous like clip of him like, I can sense someone here. And he was like a medium or something, but they yeah. discovered he was a big hoaxer or whatever. Do you know? they only do British places or do they travel like around the world? And do I, think they, I, think they tra- I think they travel all over the UK and maybe some in Europe too. Yeah. Because I think on our ghost shows, well, I don't even know what they're, what they're called. Um, ghost hunters. Ghost and... hunters. Yeah. I think that's one. Um, yeah. I think they I think go, they all, go over... all over the world. Yeah. yeah. Because I think, I think I've seen... Because my my niece and nephew kind of like those shows yeah. and stuff sometimes. Um, and I think that I've seen them be at, like, some prison in Britain or something. You know, oh, some yeah, yeah. Whatever. But, yeah. okay, so this is going to be interesting. Anyway, let's see what well, These are all places. British ones. Yeah. All the most British of hauntings. And they're all from the National Trust? All from the National Trust, yeah. Because okay. they've got, a, like, a section on their... Um, website that's like the most haunted places that they own yeah and if you don't know what the national trust is we have done a podcast yes haven't we yeah we have (laughs) we talked about the national trust several times and extolled Uh, its virtues so go look for that anyway and uh you can learn all about what the national trust is yes (laughs) anyway the first one is the ghosts of ham house Mm. um cold spots the sound of footsteps and an inexplicable scent of roses have been reported at ham house in surrey Glimpses of mysterious characters all around this place has won it the reputation of being one of our most haunted places. Cold spots. You always hear that. Oh, you get a chill, you know? And it's just like, why? Why do ghosts why why do ghosts insist that you feel cold when they're around you? Yes, I don't know. And I mean scent of roses, what's all that about? Eh? I guess because when you die you go cold, your body goes cold. Yes, you know, it's like, you oh, the... death is cold. Yeah. You know, you don't have the warmth of your blood anymore yeah. and heat or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. And so your spirit just goes whoosh, you know, yeah. it's like wind. 
going through you you know it's oh it's very cold it's gotta be the opposite well i mean it wouldn't work for heat would it because women would just be like well i must be starting menopause (laughs) hot flashes hot flashes flashes were had in this room and at the center of it all seems to be the restless spirit of elizabeth murray duchess of lauderdale Mm. she inherited ham house from her father in 1655 okay why is she haunting it though and in life Elizabeth was ambitious and ruthless. She played a dangerous political game by being friends with both Charles II and Oliver Cromwell. Mm. Ooh. Her aim was to guarantee herself a place of influence with whoever ended up in power. That couldn't have ended well. <laughs> Some speculated. When her first husband died suddenly, she quickly married the recently widowed John Maitland, 1st Earl of Lauderdale. Some speculated darkly about how the suspiciously close deaths of both her husband and the Earl's wife facilitated Elizabeth's rise further up the social ladder. But in the end, she ran out of luck. After the death of of her second husband came financial problems. This, along with ill health, forced Elizabeth to confine herself to a single ground-floor apartment at Ham House. It's on the ground floor where ghostly events seem to be concentrated, Many visitors report a strange, oppressive atmosphere in the room. Pets seem reluctant to enter. There is also a large looking-glass dating from Elizabeth's time that some people say they are too scared to glance into, inexplicably afraid of what or whom they might see staring back. So so is this place open to the public? Yeah, these are, well, these are all National Trust places. So oh, right, right, right. You can right, go right. there. Okay, you, yeah. yeah, 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 that's right. That's in addition, true. a woman in black believed to be Elizabeth has been seen on the stairs nearby. But Elizabeth isn't the only spirit to haunt Ham House. The ghostly screams of a suicidal young nobleman who fell in love with and was rejected by a servant girl have also been heard at the property. It's interesting. It's kind it's of like, r- What was random. that scream? Oh, it was that nobleman. <laughs> <laughs> what was he screaming about? Is I screaming? <laughs> I mean, it just goes to our show Ghosts. We did we did we talked about them. Apparently uh, that's doing well too. here. They they've um, Oh yeah. They've renewed not renewed it, but they've We call it our show like we invented they, it. But, they yeah, <laughs> They um, ordered a full season of it. Oh, well, there you go. So I guess... So it might be pretty good to watch. Yeah. yeah. Without all the commercials. (laughs) Because it was on the BBC, the the British one, so no commercials. But yeah, I I encourage you to go check out the the UK version and check out the US version, which is currently airing on NBC, is it? Mm, I'm not sure. Or is it CBS? I would say CBS. Yeah. One of the broadcast networks anyway. Look it up. It's called Ghosts. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Our next property which is haunted treasurer's house mm. and we should have done we should have mm. done one british like most haunted places and one american most haunted places because i feel like yeah i feel like we've got some interesting haunted it's mostly Ooh. civil war isn't it people, that people <laughs> civil see. war ghosts yeah those civil war people it's always civil love, war ghosts they just love well I, I I see your civil war ghosts and I raise you Roman soldiers. You're always walking around saying, I do declare. <laughs> it's Roman all the, soldiers. Is Roman this, soldiers. Is that this one? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Many people have reported seeing the ghosts of Roman soldiers in the cellars That's of Treasure's House. Cool. The best known account comes from a retired policeman, Harry Martindale. Before he joined the police, Harry worked as an engineer. One day, aged 18, he was installing a central heat heating boiler in the cellars of treasurer's house 
Suddenly he heard the sound of a trumpet and saw the top of a soldier's helmet apparently emerging from the wall against which he was working. <laughs> he leapt from his ladder, watching in disbelief as behind the trumpet player plodded a horse and about 20 soldiers walking two abreast. And he hadn't even done any drugs that day. <laughs> <laughs> they were carrying lances, round shields and short swords. Oh my God. According to Harry, the men looked tired and dirty. Terrified, he shot upstairs. He bumped into the curator who said, before Henry could utter a single word, By the look of you, you've seen the Romans. <laughs> wow. Histor Interestingly, Harry's account of the men carrying round shields was at odds with contemporary ideas about how Roman soldiers were equipped. They were generally believed to have only used rectangular shields, and some used this fact to discredit his story. Oh, so he's like, he saw them, he saw the movie version of the yeah. Romans. <laughs> he saw the ones of the movie version, yeah. <laughs> However, later research has revealed that during the 4th century AD, the 6th Legion was withdrawn from York and replaced by troops that carried distinctive round shields. Hmm. In addition, later archaeological research revealed evidence of a Roman road 18 inches below the current cellar floor. Hmm. So it's like... So we don't know about this one. We're we not sure. We don't know, but... It's not as convincing They've kind as of a, said, oh no, maybe. It's not as convincing as the, the nobleman, the screaming nobleman from the first <laughs> one. <laughs> Treasurer's house in Yorkshire, so yeah. I Roman mean, roads in York, in the know, cellar. You know what? It's like and, they were just, and... They were just charging through. Like, they he didn't just, have to run away, I don't think. You know, they weren't after him. You've seen the Romans. <laughs> I would have been like... Romans, I would have hollered, you know... Where are you off to? Where are you going? The next one is pretty cool, though. Okay. Uh, from Blickling Hall in Norfolk, you'll know. Okay. That one. Yeah. The Headless Ghost of Anne Boleyn. Oh, what? No. No. Just come on now. Hear me out she, now. She must have much better things to do. <laughs> this grand Norfolk residence is home to one of history's most famous phantoms, Anne Boleyn. Blickling Hall stands on the site of an older medieval manor, which is thought to have been her birthplace. Mm. Anne Boleyn was famously beheaded on the orders of her husband, Henry VIII, when he became frustrated that she didn't bear him a son and heir. Now a headless ghost is said to return every year on 19th of May, the anniversary of her execution. As night falls, Anne Boleyn's ghost rides up to the house in a coach drawn by a headless horseman, with her own head on her lap. Why is the horse? Why is the horseman headless? Also, because he was driving Anne, and you know they were just like <laughs> anyone associated with her, chop off their head. <laughs> the moment the coach arrives in front of the house, it vanishes into thin air. Tradition also has it that when news of Anne's death reached Blickling Hall in 1536. Four headless horses were seen dragging the body of a headless man across Norfolk. Four headless horsemen were seen dragging... Four headless horses... Oh, were horses. Seen, ...were seen dragging the body of a headless man across Norfolk. Okay. Also, Anne Boleyn's father, Sir Thomas, is also said to haunt hereabouts, having been cursed for taking no action to prevent two of his children being executed by Henry VIII. Each year his ghost has to attempt to cross 12 bridges before Cockrow. His frantic route takes him from Blickling to Aylsham, Berg, Buxton, Coltishall, Mayton, Oxnead and Wroxham. Oh god, he's he's got a he's having a, he's having a quite a time. He's got he's, he's got a little time trial he's got to do. <laughs> oh no. Has to attempt to cross 12 bridges. And what happens? What happens if he doesn't? We don't know. Oh no. 
<laughs> he doesn't. He just he has to do it again the next night, I guess. Poor guy. Well, each year his ghost, so it's like an annual thing for him. <laughs> it's like the Olympics. It's like, you like know, will you, he do it this year, ladies and 12, gentlemen? Twelve bridges. Can he do it before the cock rose? <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of Falstaff. Other less dramatic ghostly residents of Blickling Hall include the spirit of Sir John Falstaff, the inspiration for Shakespeare's Falstaff. And Sir Henry Hobart's dying groans are said to be heard emanating from the from the West Turret bedroom on the anniversary of his death. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot going on <laughs> at Blickling Hall. <laughs> but let me ask I wonder anybody you. gets any peace. But let me ask this now. And then they've got the ghost of Sir Thomas who has to cross twelve bridges. <laughs> it's like no wonder. You know. Once a year, every year. This is his punishment. Um <laughs> let but, me let me just ask though. Because I always thought that ghosts haunt the place where they were killed. Yeah, that's a common misconception. I mean, you can go anywhere as a ghost, can you? <laughs> what? I mean, you know, in ghosts, they say, oh, yeah, we were killed and we can't leave this area. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, we were all killed in this house or we died in this house. Yeah. And our spirit is doomed to remain here until mm. we move on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean that was always what I what but I But Thomas thought. has to come back and do his twelve bridges. <laughs> that was always before what I, the morning comes. Well yeah, because that's something that I guess I I mean I don't know. But why has she been killed by Henry the Eighth and yet she decides to go and torment people from the place she was born? <laughs> it's just like Maybe she should well the she not might not be tormenting. She might be just coming. She doesn't out to have a head. She's tormenting them. She's like, Look at me, I have no head. head. This is what you have to look at. Why is she not doing that back like where where she was killed? Why is she not Well that's the Tower of London, isn't it? Yeah, why is she not pissed that's, off? That's that's pretty you know? haunted too yeah i mean there's too many people at the tower of london so she thought oh, i'll just go home <laughs> <laughs> just go home why go. just once a year though she just goes for a visit once a year on the end on her anniversary actually, to remind people that you know yeah look what look what my husband did to me this is what happened to me this is what happened to me Be, beware of husbands. going home <laughs> beware sick of him <laughs> look out for husbands look out for husbands called henry who chop their wives' heads off. I mean, if she always comes back at the same time every year, you would think that that would be a pretty big tourist attraction, though. You know, like, all right. Well, yes. All right, it's a quarter I'd like. I'd personally like to, to see this spirit do the 12 bridges. <laughs> yes, her I know. father you're, you're, doing the 12 bridges. You're, you're very fascinated by that. Yes, I mean, he has to do it. <laughs> it's like his thing. He's like, I've got to do this now before the morning comes. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's very important to him to do it every year. <laughs> Got to cross these 12 bridges. Yeah, I mean, and if he, because I guess if he finally makes it, then he goes, then he doesn't have to do it anymore. He doesn't have to do it. He goes off to heaven or wherever, you know. Maybe that's his penance for like letting Henry VIII kill his kids. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, I didn't, I have to do 12 bridges, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And if I miss, if I, if I, oh, I almost had the, I was halfway across the 12th one and then the bloody rooster crowed. (laughs) I have to do it all again next year now. Oh my gosh! Ruin my life. Um, the next one is um, many peculiar and unsettling reports of ghostly activity have come out of Newton House in Carmarthenshire in Wales. Mm. The 17th-century building, enveloped by a Victorian facade, is set in an extensive landscape park. In the 1980s, a TV crew stayed overnight at this lonely property. 
Their aim was to try and capture some evidence to support the many stories of ghosts and strange happenings at the property. Yeah. Although they were unable to record anything, at one point a cameraman swears that he felt an invisible pair of hands squeezing his throat. Ooh. On other occasions, staff members have reported hearing muffled voices when they know that they are alone. Lights switch on and off when the house is empty and locked up. There are also a number of mysterious cold spots. Here you go. No, you call, there you call, we go. Cold, cold spots. Again. Now we're yeah. getting into it. Yeah. And from time to time, there is the unmistakable aroma of pipe or cigar smoke when no one is smoking. Hmm. One possible source of all this paranormal activity is the murder of Lady Eleanor Cavendish. Cavendish. Lady Eleanor was the cousin or sister of the lady of the house in the 1720s. She was forced to marry a man she didn't love. Their marriage was a disaster, and eventually she ran away from him to seek refuge with her family at Newton House. But her enraged suitor followed, burst into the house, and strangled her to death oh, in the very room where the cam cameraman felt hands around his throat. Ooh, that's a bit... I mean, maybe that's what it is. Some ghosts just repeat what they last did, you know? Yeah. But I mean... Well, he you... strangled her. Yeah. Why would... Why would why would someone feel being strangled? Because it wasn't him that died, you know? She, she wants them to feel what she felt. Yes, maybe. Probably. Maybe that's her spirit. It's just like, everybody who comes into this room is going to be strangled. She's like... I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Surely she's just like, oh, she wants someone to know that's how she was killed and that's what happened there and yeah. it was like this and this is how it this is how i felt and yes yeah you know um but yeah you know in the show ghosts which we were talking about before yeah the um the victorian, the victorian lady woman has to she falls out the window she jumps out the window or something every every well she falls out at because she didn't of, jump at the stroke of 12 yeah yeah and the eventually they, they were sick of they it because they, they were waking her was, up. But it turned she, out so she, she was, was pushed. pushed. Yeah. Plots, you know, we spoiled that. Yeah. <laughs> she was pushed by someone. I can't remember who or it was. Her husband. Her I husband, think. Pu <laughs> husband pushed her out. Yeah, spoiler. Sorry about so, that. So, you know, people going into that room, they don't feel like, oh, I've just got pushed out of the window. Yeah. You know? No, but but she does that every night at the, yeah. at, you know, but I don't know. How, how would that ghost get strangled again, you know, unless her person that strangled her was a ghost there also you know yeah. so she's got to she's got to make them feel how she felt i guess yeah feels like oh someone was strangling me you know yeah buckland abbey is the devon home of sir francis drake uh, okay and he lived in glory as a national hero but his spirit is not a happy one and his ghost is said to haunt his devon home oh so there's so there's even some Famous ghosts. Then. Well, ghosts Anne, Anne Boleyn oh, wasn't well, yeah, famous. Anne Boleyn, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Anne she, she, she's going to haunt you now. She's going to come here with her headless head. She's going to sit on the edge of the bed. She goes, "Not famous, am I? I had my head, my head chopped off by a king." Well, I'm just picturing um, Helena Bonham Carter now talking to me like this. Didn't she play Ambleman in that? Um, oh, Henry that's Dave? right. Yeah. yeah, that was a good. That was a good um, miniseries. Miniseries with uh, Ray Winston as uh, Henry VIII. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you guys. Can there was find a lot of people somewhere. actually in that. Was it know? a BBC thing? It was a BBC thing. Yeah, I think it actually was a television film rather so, than a oh, miniseries. Yeah, so maybe you might be able to find that on like Acorn or BritBox or something. BritBox like that. should have it. Yeah, if they don't, then they're missing a trick because it was really good. Yeah. Um, 
The house built on the site of the former abbey was sold to Sir Francis Drake in 1580. He made Buckland his home after returning to England after his three-year circumnavigation of the globe on the Golden Hind. But while Sir Francis was regarded as a national hero, many locals feared him and believed he had a supernatural powers. Okay. Some said that he had only defeated the Spanish Armada because he had made a pact with the devil. Oh, jeez. His ghost is believed to ride across Dartmoor in a black coach driven by a headless horse. Why is, why is headless horses? Headless horses? Yeah, head, no, I... by headless horses led by 12 chattering goblins. <gasps> oh no! Goblins! You love goblins! <laughs> pursued by a pack of baying dogs. This is a little known fact about Dominic, you guys. He loves goblins. Goblins are cute, okay? <laughs> they, 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 they cause mischief and they make you laugh and they go... Boo. I don't know. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to research this headless horses phenomenon because that's a first for me. I always thought it was the headless horsemen. Well, yeah, the but apparently the guy the, driving uh, the horses. Yeah. You know, he's headless. But I never. I've never heard about these headless horses. Apparently, it's they're very popular in Britain. <laughs> a coach driven by headless horses, led by twelve chattering goblins. Oh my gosh! And pursued by a pack of baying dogs. Any living dog that hears the spectral barking is said to die instantly. Okay, so it's a coach. So this may be well, the real well, no, how. Uh, let me just let me just picture this now. It's a coach. It's a black coach. A black coach that's being driven by right. twelve goblins. Twelve. Yeah. Twelve. So Francis Drake is in the coach. Okay. And it's being ridden by twelve headless horses, led by twelve. Oh no, no, it's yeah. Being, Driven by headless horses, led by twelve chattering goblins. What does that mean, led by though? I mean, I guess they're riding them. They're the ones. Or that maybe are they're driving in the fr- it, right? Yeah, I guess they're the ones that are driving the headless horses. Yeah, maybe he's got to like. So is there is one for each? A... Is there a goblin for each horse? I don't understand. Or maybe this the... is a lot going on in this. Who's seen this? <laughs> How many people have seen this? This is this is very this is a very extravagant haunting. The, it's the real hound of the Baskervilles. Okay. Because it's riding across Dartmoor. Yeah. It's possible this story inspired Sir Arthur Conan Doyle to write the Hound of the Baskervilles, as he is known to have visited the area and is very likely to have heard of the ghost. Okay. So this ghost is this is the ghost of Sir Francis Drake. He's believed to ride in a black coach across Dartmoor, driven by headless horses, led by twelve chattering goblins, and pursued by a pack of baying dogs. It must look terrible. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. So you have to go on. see that now. Yeah, and any living dog? Did you say that? And any living dog that hears the spectral barking is said to die instantly. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, really. I think that's better than the um, the twelve bridges. See, there you go, twelve bridges, twelve, twelve, ho- 12 goblins. Yeah. Yeah. What's twelve? What's the significance and, of twelve? In and this? the other like theme is the headless horses and headless horses and the cold spots. The cold spots. Yeah. I mean, lights flickering on and off and all that kind of stuff is kind of mandatory. These are like they interfere with electricity. Ghosts do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, should we have a little bit of a discussion as to whether we believe any of these or not? Um, 
it can be it can be a bit controversial i think the topic of uh whether or not you believe in ghosts but i don't think it has to be because i think it you know why 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 wouldn't there be ghosts you, you know i have never personally seen one but that doesn't mean that you know it doesn't exist i mean i i I definitely saw a ghost in my... I've told you about this before. He was in that little alcove just outside, and it was just a glimpse for a second, and it looked like he was... He was dressed in, like... In what little alcove? That little alcove right by my bedroom in Penalt. Okay. Uh, there was a bookshelf there. It was right outside... Oh, that was a creepy little space. That was a creepy little space, yeah. It was right under the, like, attic door? Yes. Yeah, that was a creepy little nook. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw someone, I saw a figure there, and it scared the living daylights out of me. Yeah. I thought it was someone in the house. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of, like, dimly lit and everything, and I just had the light of the bedroom door, and I was coming out there, and I was like, oh, you know, I went like, that, oh, who's that? But it was gone in, like, an instant. It wasn't like it didn't stay to say hello to me or yeah. anything, you know. But you just... lived there for a while, and that was the only time that ever happened. That was the only time it ever happened. And I told my dad about it. I said, God, it was like... I don't know. He goes, oh yeah, because he says, oh, I've I've seen a ghost once too, and he said it was on the ship. Oh yeah. And I was in my bunk, mm-hmm. and this guy, and he was kind of like he looked like he was dressed like an old sailor. Yeah. And I didn't recognize him from the crew or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he came past the door, and he goes, I've passed this way before. He looked in, and he said, spoke to him. Yeah. And my dad was reading, and I just said, what? You know, and he just walked on. And then, like, a few minutes later, like, his his bunkmate or whatever came in. He goes, who was that guy that just passed? You know, and he was like, there's no one, no one down on this deck. It's just me and you. Yeah. And he was like, there was a guy. He just found my dad was sober as a judge. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. and he, he said, and you know, because I said, God, would you, had you had a few to drink? <laughs> Have you been on the cider? You know? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, no, I hadn't. I was, mm. I was, I was, you know, because we were planning to go out, you know, and I was yeah. just like, who the hell was that guy? Yeah. And then, you know, we talked about it later on and it was like, oh yeah, there was like a legend of that, that ship or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it was one of the dock workers or something, you know, had gotten those, the, the legendary ghost stowaways, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, ships and all that, they've always had ghosts. I mean, yeah. like I say, I've never seen a ghost. My dad lived in this house when, um, shortly after my parents got divorced. And I think I've told you this before, too. And uh, the couple that had lived there before him were an elderly couple, and they had both passed away. So yeah. we believe that it was them just, like, going about their daily business um, we never saw anything, but we would be in the front room with the front door open because all the houses up in the panhandle have screen doors. So yeah. you can have the, the the actual wood door open, but the screen door where you can still see outside. Um, and the doorbell would ring, which could have been an electrical issue. You yeah. Know, could, you could write it off as that. Maybe. It happened several times. Um, but then at night, you could hear footsteps after... Me and my brother and my dad had all gone to bed and yeah. he'd come in our room thinking we were up, you know, to come in to get on to yeah. us. Like you're supposed to be in bed going to you're sleep, doing you up. know? Yeah. And half the time my brother, and this happened again multiple times on multiple yeah, different occasions. Yeah. Uh, my brother was always, almost always asleep and I'd be laying there still, you know, <clears throat> and um, we're like, yeah, we're not, 
we're not up, you know. <laughs> we're not awake. We're not awake. It's not us. And so he'd be like, stay in this room. Let me go. You know, thinking maybe someone had broken in, whatever. But when it happened more than once, then it was obvious, you know, no one was in the house. Um, early in the mornings, like like just before we're going to get up, uh, you could hear drawers opening and closing in the kitchen, cabinet doors opening and closing. So we were just like, okay, they're up. They're, they're making their breakfast. They're getting their coffee, you know, <laughs> whatever the old couple that had lived there before. Because it was just like, it just sounded... Yeah. It just sounded like someone was in the kitchen doing their, doing you know, their business. Doing their business. And, doing the business. But yeah. no, none of us ever saw anything. Um, but that was, I think, as close as I've ever come to seeing a ghost. My mom saw her aunt, her great aunt, appeared at the foot of her bed. Just there. Didn't say anything. Just standing there. And then shortly after that, and my mom was in bed, I guess, going to sleep. I'm not sure. This is when she was young. And um, and then my grandmother had come in and said, oh, my aunt just died, you know, oh, shortly yeah. after that. Yeah. But she saw her before my yeah. grandmother came in to say, oh, you know, Aunt Mary just, just passed away, yeah. you know. She was just like, she was just here, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, what? Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe in it. Why not? It's like... Ghostly apparitions. Yeah. The universe is made up of energy and... I mean, know. yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. We're all made up of energy. Yeah. So let us know if you guys yeah. have any ghost stories. It's getting dark now as we're... It's getting dark. <laughs> as, I can't see. As we're recording this. So it's getting to feel a little bit spooky. Now. Yeah. It's getting, it's getting a little bit spooky. Um, but definitely let us know you your own ghost stories if you have any i'm always interested yeah. to hear like and there's more on the national trust site about you know dunster castle oh yeah okay well, let's have a few well, more then before um, we run out of time um dunster castle is full of ghosts and those that work at this ancient norman fortress report many strange experiences yeah i always don't peculiar sensations inexplicable events and sightings of ghostly figures I always uh, don't think that ghosts are, like, scary. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think if I saw a ghost, I don't know if I would be scared, other than the fact that maybe when you first saw them, you'd think, oh, someone is in my house. Um, but I don't think a ghost is... They're, they're not wanting to do you harm, are they? Yeah, you know, no. If anything, they're just... They want... can't do you harm, really. Yeah. I mean, if anything, they're Except maybe mentally, just... mentally, maybe. ...wanting to get a message across to you about something that happened to them. They're yeah, just they're wanting just like, you to be aware, maybe. Just like, oh, you know. Yeah. Like, there's a terrifying presence at Dunster Castle. Mm. Um, and it concerns the remains of a seven-foot-tall prisoner that was found manacled by the wrists and ankles, along with several other skeletons in a deep dungeon beneath the gatehouse. Oh, gosh. Even in broad daylight, the place where these skeletons were found is dark and gloomy. Dogs seem particularly troubled by ki some kind of sinister presence at this site and refuse to climb the steps near to where the bodies were found. That's another thing about ghosts, isn't it? Why Why did these... Why, why, did, why are dogs so, oh, you know, what's well, a ghost? Well, I, I can believe that. I can believe that. Dogs, you know, that... They're more sensitive. Doggies. They're more sensitive to um, vibes. 
You yeah. know what I mean? So what? Strange vibes around here. Yeah, so I get that. Um, Want to get out of any, here. Anytime our cat is like looking past me, it's like staring very intently, like she sees something past me, that always freaks me out no no matter what. Mm. You know, when we're downstairs and she's like looking up the stairs like something up there yeah i'm just like she no. looks at our wall she looks at our wall sometimes i'm just like, like stop oh. it stop <laughs> i need so you looking at me she's like, now. no but my question is why why are ghosts always seen at night rather than during the day that that's a little suspicious because to it's me. dark you know yeah they only come out at night yeah why though what's I mean, their aversion yeah. I mean, to so the daylight I, I, yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> i don't know something maybe you can answer yeah <laughs> Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think we are out of time. You're out of time, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could probably we could probably make a part two to this, if I were guessing. Yeah, there's plenty of plenty more to talk about. Yeah, so if you find this kind of thing interesting, I mean, we can talk about it even if it's not going to be Halloween. <laughs> and we hope you have a happy Halloween. Yeah. It's very spooky. Do you guys dress up? Do you do anything for Halloween or is it Halloween just any costumes. other night? It's on a Sunday this week so you know it's a little bit although i think they've canceled a little bit weird well you always think oh maybe you're not going to get so many trick-or-treaters if if the kids have to go to school the next day but i think they canceled school they canceled it school's yeah. out for the day yeah for monday so we maybe we'll get some trick-or-treaters we don't hardly ever though do we I th- not no. I think it's because we live down at the end of the street and it's dark and, and spooky. It's yes. <laughs> yeah, kids are just and we like, don't turn on. Well, we do turn on the light, but they don't see it. I yeah, guess. we always have candy. We always have candy trying to, you know. And we just don't answer the door. We try. <laughs> <laughs> we try to participate, but you know, nobody, nobody wants to venture down here. It's too hard. I think we got once. like one maybe last time, and that was yeah. it. Oh well. I prefer to go trick or treating with my niece and nephew anyway. Yeah. And see all the like. You just want to get the candy, not well, give it away. I like to see um, people in costumes, and I like that. Yes. I like that a lot of people who answer the door and give out candy do bother to dress up. Also, you know, I think that's fun. So, you know, you get to see that, and yeah, the other kids going up and down the street, and yeah, it's fun. Reminds you of when you were a kid. You know, when, when you we when were you very young. when you used to be able to go and collect candy yourself <laughs> and not just have to steal it from your niece and nephew. Yes. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know if you've seen any ghosts. Let us know your Halloween plans. We want to know all the things. We want to know so. all the things about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we appreciate you tuning in as always. Thank you for your support. Be sure to check us out on social media. We are at T Buddy, T E A B U T T Y on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we will talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Ooh.